Hello, welcome back to Monster Frequency. This is a very special episode to coincide with the application's open date for the Monster Academy. This is our brand new medical writing course. It's 12 weeks, part-time and fully remote. It's going to provide you with a comprehensive overview of the medical writing industry around your other commitments. So if this sounds like something interesting, then do check out our socials. We've been putting out some information about this. Just released a brand new course brochure as well. Oh, it's looking swanky. Do have a quick look. But this episode is all about uh, one of our writers, a bit of a showcase. One of our writers, uh, writing monster Punzel. She's a principal uh, medical writer, a.k.a. Saima. She's going to be talking a bit about how she got into the medcoms industry. Bit of a case study for you. So if you're the kind of person there who's thinking, you know what, medcoms might be for you, then do listen to Saima's own experience. Now, it might sound a bit like your own story might parallel your journey into medcoms, or it might be completely different. And this is actually the wonderful thing about this industry. People from all walks of life, people from all uh, different backgrounds and interests, to end up in medcoms as medical writers. So this course is all about breaking down those career boundaries and giving you an introduction to the industry. I'm not going to chat for too long. Let's just get kicked off straight away with this special episode. Here is Saima. I started off by asking her how she found it transitioning from chemistry because this was her background area, PhD in chemistry. How did she find moving from that into medical writing? Here's what she had to say. It was actually more seamless than I had maybe thought it would be. Um, I think, I mean, with my PhD, I really enjoyed it, but it was very much, like you said, it was in chemistry. It was like computational, a mix of like computational, inorganic and physical chemistry. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm really thankful that I had the time and opportunity to do it. But it was one of those things when you kind of feel, as you're doing it, you kind of start to think, oh, um, it starts to, oh, it starts to feel quite abstract in the sense of what am I doing and like how much of an impact is it actually going to have? And I was quite fortunate in that. I had a really good supervisor and also um, she had quite a good research group and there were, you know, some like really helpful and knowledgeable postdocs that I could speak with. And they all kind of um, said the same to me, which was that unless you really see your future and your career in academia, get out sooner rather than later, because the longer you stay, especially like in like in chemistry, like the longer you stay in it, the more you're going to become niched and specialised in like one particular field of chemistry. Um and so that's kind of like what prompted me to think about it. In terms of like the actual switch from like perhaps more for from like the physical sciences to I guess what is life science, one of the life sciences. Um, like I said, it was actually more straightforward than I thought it would be. I think I think as long as you've kind of got a passion for science and you enjoy it, because it, although like yes, it was I was doing it in chemistry, I still I always kind of enjoyed the biology aspect of things. From you know like I did some modules as part of my undergrad and, you know, A-levels and all that kind of stuff. So I think as long as you have a passion for science and you enjoy science and you enjoy that specific part of science, then I don't see why it's um, why it would be a hindrance. It's like maybe I had to do at the beginning, maybe I kind of had to do a bit more background reading, I would say, um, in terms of like, you know, kind of getting up to speed, like when people talk about like, or like, you know, just like simple like cell biology, which I guess other people might have had at the forefront of their brain maybe i had to kind of like go a step back and like do a bit more research and reading like i personally don't feel like it kind of necessarily held me back or held me up um funny enough i remember with my first job when i because as part of like their recruitment round with 
um, when they were taking in, like, I think they were doing a recruitment round for associate writers and got the job um, in addition to three other junior writers. And I was the only one, I think, with the like, um, physical sciences background. And I think I remember when they made the job offer, um, them saying to me, you know, it was a bit of a, not a gamble, but it was a bit of an unknown for them taking on someone who hadn't come from a traditional biology or, you know, back, biochem background. So they were kind of saying, you know, it would be a case for both. Like, it'll be, it would be a bit of a learning curve for both of us in terms of us figuring out how it goes. And, you know, they'd say, you know, like, we can reassess and see if it's working. And But thankfully, it seemed to be fine. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I, you probably kind of brought um, to the table something a bit different anyway, right? A different kind of perspective on, on things. So it's really interesting kind of so far, actually. Already we're kind of getting a bit of a picture emerging where actually a lot of people kind of say quite similar things to yourself in terms of their reasons for you know seeking out that um, that career change you know starting off in research quite commonly and then thinking oh actually you know what this this isn't really for me and for you know various reasons then we'll kind of seek out a, a career in medcoms but it's interesting that lots of different people kind of different backgrounds end up trying to kind of do that and and I'm just wondering whether there's kind of different perspectives bringing to the table I'm sure it probably was really cool because I'm just thinking from a, a perspective of you know the kind of varied base of work that we that we do as medical writers um, I don't know if you kind of saw straight away some aspects of different projects that you thought actually you know what I'm, yeah that, that's that's right on my street sort of thing <laughs> yeah I mean I think one of the things that um I guess kind of, and it's probably like a cliche and something everyone kind of says in medical, <laughs> but like obviously one of the things that I think came out of my PhD was, you know, I I actually really enjoyed the writing aspect of it, which is, I guess, a bit of a telltale sign in itself because a lot of people absolutely hate writing their thesis yeah, and yeah, they sure. hate doing like all the papers and the reports, whereas I actually really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and so... Yeah, I guess when, you know, I first started to look into medcoms and, like, you know, figuring out what it was about, it was like, oh, yeah, that, like you said, it does, like, you know, the whole kind of, like, taking, like, complex ideas and distilling it down to something a bit more user-friendly or just a bit more accessible to a wider audience was um, something that did sound a bit more, like, like I said, exciting and up my street. Um, so that's I think that's probably what kind of attracted me to it. And that's in the sense that I wouldn't necessarily be losing all of my skill sets from doing um all, all of my skills from doing my phd i could kind of transfer that over um so yeah i think that's kind of what it was and then i guess like i said you know that whole thing about not wanting like starting to feel like what i was doing was quite abstract and then in medcoms obviously like everything is about you know it's all about patients really and like disease and like treatments and so it's all very much relevant in a way or you know in one way or the other and so i think that was quite appealing as well to do like a that's like yeah cheese is my sound to do something which you actually feel matters to someone like at the end of the day there's always going to be an end user like so there's someone going to be reading your work or like or viewing your work so i think that was quite exciting as well yeah it's a good point i can't imagine anyone will ever um read my thesis to be perfectly honest exactly <laughs> i'm not even sure if i know where mine is i know obviously we've got it bound it's somewhere but yeah like yeah <laughs> people it's always there, joke that, it's great yeah yeah people always joke don't they about using it as like a paperweight or even underneath. exactly i think, I, think yeah. I can't remember who it was it might have even been someone in the team actually but i can't remember yes someone sent a quite an amusing picture of oh finally finally found out a use for my thesis and it was like propping up their their monitor <laughs> i can't remember who did okay, that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where mine belongs yeah no it is quite accurate though isn't it like you just think i mean obviously like i know everyone says it's an achievement whatever getting a phd but 
like you said, it's kind of like a, oh, so what? Like, what's the so what of it afterwards? So apart from the, obviously, the accomplishment. But, but yeah, so it's nice to kind of do something where you actually feel like it matters. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, because one thing that I, uh, in, you know, really, really love about uh, medcoms in general, I suppose, actually, is, and and I guess it was quite unexpected for me, because when, when I first heard about medcoms, I didn't really realise at all that there would be this massive element of, like, creativity. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Did, were you kind of aware of that when you were kind of coming in, that that would be part <gasps> no, of... No, not no, not really, either. I think I would say I was pretty oblivious to it as well. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it's one of those things, I guess, that once I was kind of in the industry, I thought, oh, wow, there is so much more scope for it than I thought. Yeah. I, I guess I had this naive view of what medcoms was when I kind of first started that, oh, it'll be all about, you know, writing, you know, reports or making slide decks for congresses and things. But even, obviously, even in those, there's these kind of elements of yeah. creativity. But then there is obviously, you know, you know, more specialist areas within, isn't there, that are massively creative, which, which I absolutely love. It's, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I guess that's, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, you get the very traditional med comps but then you also get the healthcare copyright like advertising and copywriting and stuff where you can kind of really let your you know creative side loose so yeah. that is nice yeah and I, I just wonder about your kind of own preferences again i'm not sure i've actually ever asked you before in terms of what do you have any kind of particular preferences in that kind of thing i mean you, do you love the kind of healthcare copywriting or are you more of a of someone who prefers those kind of you know clinical reports and that kind of side of things um I would say I probably sit more um, comfortably under like the traditional medcoms umbrella. Yes. Um, I'm not saying I like necessarily. I'm not saying that what I like is doing the clinical reports. I don't. I would say I like seeing the medcoms. I don't necessarily like doing publications and stuff like that. I find that kind of is a bit too much on the technical writing side for me. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do. As I said, I enjoy the medcoms, but I have. While I don't have as much experience in like the copywriting aspect of things, what I have done, I have also quite enjoyed because again, it's like flexing a different part of your brain. So if anything, I probably enjoy quite a bit of a, I can enjoy a bit of a balance where I'm kind of being able to do some of the more typical things. Like I do enjoy like you know like the slide decks and some I guess like advisory board reports and um, you know like scientific narratives and like FAQs and that kind of stuff. But I also quite enjoy the more I guess creative projects like you know leaf pieces and detail aids and stuff just kind of thinking it's always like presenting data in different ways why because if how you're presenting data in like a leaf piece or any detail aid would be very different to perhaps would be very different to perhaps how you would present the same data as part of like a congress presentation so i kind of like being able to do it like yeah essentially like being able to do both yeah it's nice isn't it i, I can't really imagine that there are a few kind of jobs where the flexibility is kind of such to that level where you know, it, it literally, I mean, it, it, again, it sounds pretty cheesy, but every day can be totally different in terms of what you're doing. Yeah. As you say, what part of the brain you're flexing. I really do like that aspect of the work, actually. It's quite nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's definitely nice to kind of have the, yeah, it's like I said, it's nice to be able to kind of exercise different parts of your brain. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think as well, kind of moving on to, a, a, I guess, a, a slight, well, very related kind of topic, but it, this might be quite a tough one to do kind of off the top of your head. So, well, yeah, just see, see how it goes, really. But I was just yeah. thinking back to, I mean, uh, and the reason I was thinking about it is because I was thinking back to my own experience mm-hmm. in medcoms, and actually it always stands out in my mind because when I first... Um, 
got involved. My very first project, I think it was on Ilea actually back in Porterhouse. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, it just like cemented into my brain that is the kind of first experience, the kind of first projects I was working on. I was wondering whether you had kind of a similar kind of thing where you remember, oh, I remember one of the first projects I was doing was, was this, but I don't know if that might be a, a difficult thing to remember um, now. Yes, yeah, it probably <laughs> is, unfortunately. I mean, it was obviously probably something to do on the same accounts. So it's probably something Ilea related, but it might have been something again as simple as i'm um, doing reference packs and data checks because that's normally like the things that you know they always kind of initiate newbies on um i can't remember i remember working on meet slide decks for meetings as well but yeah no it feels like it was quite a long t- time ago now i'm yeah, struggling that that was it wasn't it, it was the it was the vision academy stuff vision Did academy, you work on yep, that? that was yeah yeah because i think when we came yeah when i came on that because, yeah, I, I mean, I remember starting in October and then I think the Vision Academy was held in, like, March the following year or something, like, around that time, springtime. So, yeah, so it was kind of being pulled into that and, like, getting involved. Um, as I said, with, like, yeah, we, I remember doing, like, things like like slide decks and reference packs. I mean, sorry, data checking reference packs, but also actually helping out with slide development, which, which was, I guess, quite cool because I was fortunate enough to actually go to the meeting itself, which, so it was nice kind of, a, work on something, but B, then see it being presented by the KOLs. So that was quite nice. And like, and as I said, that was pretty much within, what, six months of me starting. So that was it was nice kind of almost like I said, we brought into the project, but then actually see the project through to um, fruition in terms of the actual meeting itself. Yeah, that's nice. Must have been a, almost like a cementing in what you were hoping you'd be able to do in terms of, you know, I remember you were saying when we first started um, chatting today about, um, you know, wanting to do something that was a bit more kind of tangible and you could actually see something yeah. coming out of it. Quite a nice first experience, I guess, you know, working on something like that where you know that people are involved in this event. It's, you know, spreading this information that's actually really valuable to to clinicians and, and people out there. So it must have been quite, yeah, quite a satisfying first experience yeah i think i was quite fortunate to be able to go to that um but as you said it was because like you know i remember kind of the bleed up to all the like the logistics and like all the like kol and speaker briefing calls and you know like working on the slides and refining the slides and making amends based on the speaker's feedback and then kind of um seeing it all play out over the space of like you know a couple of days or two three days was um yeah it was definitely it was quite I don't know if satisfying is the right word, but I was um, definitely, I said, fortunate enough to kind of see it all happen. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cool. I was, I was thinking um, a kind of a next um, place to go, which, um, yeah, hopefully will be a bit uh, bit fairer than just asking you to delve deep into your, into your memory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking about, um, I guess, reasons why we kind of really enjoy doing what we do. And obviously one of the kind of key elements that's kind of quite special, special to us as, you know, at Word Monster is obviously that quite large focus on flexibility so i was just wondering if you had any you know particular things that you you know that, that you know that you can talk about that you that you really enjoy about no, that i think i mean i think you've probably kind of hit the nail on the head with in terms of like the flexibility aspect of it because i think that's a major major part of it like actually being able to do something you enjoy doing but fitting it around you know the rest of your life essentially um it definitely kind of i would say it's probably the first place where I've worked where I kind of really feel like I actually have an, an actual work-life balance. And I think that makes a massive difference. I think that makes a massive, massive difference to how you actually then view the work as well. Because, you know, if you're getting, if you're getting that work-life balance, then you kind of, you almost want to invest more into the work because you don't feel so burnt out. 
Um, and you feel like you can invest more in the work and you want to make sure you know, you're doing the best job you can. Whereas when you're constantly, I think, you know, if that balance isn't there, then you're kind of, it's almost like you feel like you're just scraping along and, you know, you're kind of, you know, your fuel tank's empty. So although you want to do the best you can, if, if you don't have the energy, essentially, like you're not going to be able to. So I think the flexibility and like just the, you know, because obviously we, our whole kind of our, our whole culture and ethos is you know we're very protective off our hours like you know you will do our set hours that we've agreed with a client obviously there's always a the flex to do more and you know sometimes i'm sure we all kind of are guilty of it where we do kind of do the extra like half an hour here or there and you know like we just like let it slide but again you don't mind doing that so much because it's not necessarily something that someone is asking of you you're doing it because you want to do it i would say like the flexibility and kind of having that what that balance is makes a massive difference to kind of like how I view my work and how I approach my work as well. Well, thank you very much, Simon. You just heard from Simon, principal medical writer, a.k.a. Monster Punzel. You'll check out more information about Simon, if you wish, on the Word Monster website. You can also learn more about the Monster Academy, this brand new medical writing course that we're just releasing. Uh, applications have just opened. Head over to monsteracademy.training. That's monsteracademy.training to learn all about the application process, about the course. You can also download our swanky new course brochure there. Oh, cheeky. Anyway, hope to catch you again very soon, but for now, that's a goodbye from me. Bye!